0: I mean, look at me, I'm, I'm an Indian. <laughs> but I've been doing New Orleans food for all my life.
1: Today I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of my friends whom I've known for, not a long time, I don't know him really well, so I'm gonna get to know him as you get to know him as well. He's had one of the best restaurants in Tokyo, for several years, and he's going to tell you the rest of his story. So, without any further ado, let's meet Sohan. Hello. Uh, <laughs> thank you,
0: thank what do you, you do me. after an intro like this? <laughs> okay, <we're gonna>
1: <laughs> so, first of all, let's talk. Let's talk about. Now, I know you're Indian ethnically. Yeah. But where were you born?
0: Well, I grew up in the South, in the U.S. And but you were um, born in the South. Yes, I was came back to India for a few years so tell me this way you went to school do you have siblings yes I have a younger sister how many years different Uh, about seven so did you guys didn't grow up so close we did Uh, we lost uh, our father very early when I was about uh, 15 so she she's always looked up at me
1: okay right
0: So we, we're pretty close, yeah. I never thought I would be moving to India, and, and now did. I'm there. But you're in the you're in Hawaii
1: of India. Yes,
0: I am. That's Goa really is different. spectacular. It's yes. not like the rest of India. I would imagine It is so. beautiful. Is, is it
1: really kind of gated as well? I mean, protected, well protected? It is pretty well protected. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it is, it is.
0: But, um, you know, what a lot of people don't figure out is Goa is not a city. It's a state. Okay. It's the smallest state in India, in but India, it right? is a state. A state, right. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, it's got one airport, but about five or six different cities right. and stuff. And it, um, it's like a, you know, it's a narrow state which is, uh, has a long coastline. Mm-hmm. It's on thing. And it has a very interesting history. Right. Um, how would I say? Well, the rest of India for almost 200 years was a British colony. Right, Goa Except and- Goa was Portuguese. They were, they, they were that the, was the only place in India the only That, place that in was Indian the East. only place in India which was a Portuguese colony and India got its independence I think in the late 40s or mid 40s mm-hmm. but Goa didn't become independent till mid 60s Still held by the Portuguese Yes it was held by Portuguese and negotiated and you know they finally got their independence so if you come to Goa it's, it's a very different vibe You know, most of India, most of of India, because uh, I would say the largest population in Goa is Catholics. Sunday morning is like uh, the South, the church bells are ringing, all the big, big, huge, dark colored mamas are there in their finest with their kids. No, it is, but these are Indians, they are all Indians. But their last names are where, D- D'Souza, D- Braganza. Where's your family from? On uh, your father's We are side.
1: Sikhs. Sikhs from yeah. what side? Where? where?
0: Uh, north. North, north okay. The guys who wear turbans. Yes, right. right yeah, right. yeah. So we're Sikhs. Your but mother as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, they, they are Sikhs who were born and raised in Mumbai which is a very cosmopolitan right. city it used to be Bombay. Bombay that's right, right. yeah right. I still you still no you don't. You better you know, not. I, I, I have to now that I live there you call it Bombay no you don't. I used to always call it Bombay till I moved back now, now you and don't. nobody understands me. That's right they don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Unless they're a certain age. And you know this whole nationalist thing was so bizarre because I was living in Japan when they changed their name from Mumbai that's from Bombay, from Bombay to, to Mumbai. Bombay. Right, right. So those were the days of, you know, not emails, but letters we used right, to. Yes, I wrote this letter, with, and it comes back to me, address unknown. So I'm checking my address book. It's, but I had written Bombay. That's right. And the right. post office sent it back.
1: Well, now your father, what, did, what kind of work did he do? He was a journalist with He's Reuters, yeah.
0: And your mother was housewife yeah, at home? Housewife. Okay. She, was, she looked good. She right. looked pretty. That's right. why I think my dad married her. <laughs> well, your father's
1: a sheik. Sheik, yeah. And she's did, a sheik was he, too. Was he practicing?
0: Um, yes, he had a turban on. That, that made it very strange. And he never, situation.
1: so he didn't show his hair ever?
0: No, not really. Then he had the beard? Yeah, yeah. You know? well, so you were close
1: with him. He died when you were 15, so that means you grew up very close with yeah, him.
0: Yeah, I never had a drink with him.
1: You always knew you wanted to become a cook? Yes,
0: what? I did. Why? Even as a kid, I used to cook a lot and, you know, your mother, your mother instilled this yeah, in you as your father? No, it was just like, I don't know, I, I had a flair for it. So when, you know, friends would get together and you'd like, you, you, you know, you're getting the sodas, you're getting the whiskey and so on, you're cooking. Right, you, okay. we, you know, uh, whatever we'd be doing, somebody's parents had gone away for a week and so we we're having a party there and I'm in charge of the kitchen.
1: So what were the first, what were the dishes that you came out with that people thought, wow? It, it, you you know, when you're,
0: when you're much younger, you just like trying to do things within your budget and the biggest bang you can get for your buck. So, you know, you get some meat, ground meat and, you know, put in some beans in it and make it real spicy and have it with rice. I never knew that there was a dish called red beans and rice till I <laughs> oh, okay. And it was interesting too because uh, my mom used to cook a lot of Indian food right. and you which know would be, which yeah would be when, like? when you're you know curries and right, right. Um, but um, when you're a kid you really don't know the difference in food right you like don't know what the, yeah, yeah. Is this, this is connection? american or chinese food is food right your mom cooks it and it's right. food like right. what are these noodles you don't know if they're noodles or spaghetti right. or you know the, right. the, uh, so it's only slowly you grow up you, you you know you eat out and you come to know uh, the difference but uh, yeah i did want to cook and i got my culinary degree and i started working um in you no know, that was my first job and all and so i think Street out
1: of college you got into. Yep, Z- yeah how'd yep. You heard that happen
0: i we were when you do a culinary degree it's like any other professional degree but by your second year you already have recruiters coming and
1: looking yeah looking for, yeah, right, looking to for you, you and company.
0: you know giving you as but you never know uh so like hilton's a big company okay. i joined them but i didn't know which property i was going to be put in. And
1: did you specialize in any type of foods? When you go into no, culinary school. Really. You, you they, just do they, everything.
0: You just learn everything. But, but it's Western it. food, you right. know. Uh, see, today, when I hear from young people and stuff, um, Japanese food has bec- has reached that point. Chinese, that even in culinary institutes in the US, you're learning that. You're learn. learning that. But in our days, no. It was mainly European food, right. you know. Right. And uh, if you would call it uh, what we called ethnic food was doing things like meatloaf would be ethnic, you know. Right, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Burgers, mac and cheese. Yeah. Which are also taught how to make a good mac and cheese. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But that was considered like this is home food.
1: Okay. But as a chef
0: you should know how to make a good mac and cheese. Okay. So today I what I talk to young people or I interview them for work and stuff, you know, they learn things like making sushi, sushi and you know and even Kodigiri in American yeah, and and on, like yeah because it's it's become so much a part of the world because cuisine. it's a healthy
1: it's a healthy it is too, also that
0: times, right? yeah so, it, so it, more than me if I talk to you about food right which is so dear to my heart it's so interesting because um, I, I remember many years ago um, I think it must be about 15 16 years ago or more Um, One of the English magazines in Tokyo, uh, I knew the editor. She was a customer at my restaurant. She called me up and she said, Sohan, um, you know, I'm doing uh, like an article with five foreign chefs that are cooking in Tokyo. So, you know, would, would you please, you know, do that? And I said, sure. So she sat down and we talked about food and how i do things and stuff i didn't know who the other four chefs were okay. or what they She just wanted to talk to me and it was not about me or how i grew up but how it is cooking in in tokyo okay so i talked to her and i said you know it's it's good because the customers are responsive and me being a small restaurant and doing just one kind of food.
1: That was Bourbon Street? Bourbon, Bourbon Street. Street, where
0: I was doing New Orleans food. So I said, I have the added benefit that the person coming to me is looking for New Orleans food. You know, uh, so I, said, I, I just said that in a sentence. I said, you know, chefs are talking about ingredients and stuff, but the people who come to me are not looking for ingredients, they're looking for flavor. You know, if someone's coming to my place, he wants a kick-ass jambalaya. <laughs> he doesn't care where the uh, bell peppers were grown or, you know, what it was. So I have that added benefit that as long as I can give them the right flavors, my clientele is happy. But there's one other thing you had in Evangelist.
1: You had no competition.
0: I did not. Yeah, I did not. None. But But you also have to understand, Tokyo is is a top-notch city for restaurants. There's like dime a dozen, and good ones. But so, you, y- you know, but yeah. but so I did this interview, and when the magazine comes out, I see the other four chefs are like really big dudes. We had Joseph from the Grand Hyatt, and we had the Peninsula chef, and, and there was me, the, the New Orleans <laughs> chef and all the four chefs are talking about the best thing in japan is about the quality of the ingredients and i'm like you know these guys are gonna beat me up because i'm the guy with the 24 seats where they'll they're looking at like you know 500,000 seats, seat and i'm the guy who's saying everything opposite to what they they all said so you know food is beautiful in this this way, I mean, look at me. I'm I'm an Indian, but I've been doing New Orleans food for all my life, and I just met somebody who I knew a long time ago uh, in Tokyo, and he's moved back to the U.S. He's got an inn in Maine, and he's got a restaurant which is very popular. So he tells me, he says, "Look, Sohan, I've been wanting to talk to you. I'm glad I just bumped into you. I said, "Yep, tell me." I want you to come to Maine next summer and do like a, a week of New Orleans. I said, look, tr- you know, think about this. You live in Maine, which is two hours away from New Orleans. You, you can get anyone from there. You're going to fly me in from Goa to the States to cook New Orleans food? I It doesn't make sense. He said, no, I want your food. So I want you to come and do it. I want my boy to learn uh, how to do things the like things, you. I think,
1: I think the thing that he probably sees that I think most people do, you know good ingredients. Yeah. You're not going to compromise on your ingredients. I've had your food several times, and I can tell. It, it's the kind of food that you wish you knew how to make. <laughs> you wish but you it's all It's good, it's, it's good uh, but all of its quantity. Your rice is good. Any <laughs> kind of meat you use is good. When you use seafood, it's excellent. It's really good food. See, um,
0: do you looking,
1: think you do you think you learned that quality part in culinary school, or did you learn it from being in Japan?
0: Um, I think Japan helped me a lot okay. because you know Japan is so much more conscious about uh, uh, you know quality of the ingredients. And so take. that does make a lot of difference. And um, you know, I do as you you said. I do like good. Um, ingredients but I probably also have something more practical sense you know to balance the thing out like uh, for example like I'm doing this pop-up at uh, Tech now um, one of the dishes I'm doing that in there is called jazz fest uh, beef now which is during jazz festival out of the rest you know restaurants food stall they make this whole big cauldron of meat It can be beef or it can be pork, depending on the stall. And they put a lot of vegetables. Now, when you go to New Orleans, it's the holy trinity. Celery, onions, bell peppers. That's what they call it, the holy (laughs) trinity. Trinity. Yeah. So they put that all in and they cook it all up. And, you know, they ladle it out on a paper plate, either with over rice or a big piece of cornbread. And everybody's fond of that. So, I'm doing that here. Wait, wait, are you going to do that on Sunday when yeah, I come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm
1: going to be here Sunday. <laughs> for sure. Me and one of my sons are coming. For sure.
0: So, now when I was talking to uh, Lindsay, who's the chef here, and so he says, um, you know, I, I give him a list of ingredients that I need him to get ready for me. So he says, You've asked for fresh bell peppers, but you've also asked for frozen bell peppers. Why? Okay. You know, right. So I said, see, the beef dish where the flavors of the bell peppers matter, all the vegetables are going to be fresh. But jambalaya, which is going to be cooking for a long time. The sauce is a slow cooked sauce. I mean, it's been cooking from 10 o'clock yesterday morning till about six. So any vegetables you put in, uh, you know, it's it's not gonna, you won't be able to taste the vegetable but just the spices and the sauce. So, why put fresh vegetables in there? Okay. So, I think that's my practical side. Right. You know, and um, so one of the Japanese guys in the kitchen and he says, "Um, I'm surprised a big chef like you is using frozen ingredients. And I said, there's nothing wrong with frozen ingredients. You balance your meal out. Things that don't matter in that dish, right. you save money on that, but right. get a better quality of Andouille sausage because that's go- that's what the person is going to taste. Right. You know. So instead of putting in some Mexican chorizo or something, get a proper Andouille sausage. Right. And so a lot of times, chefs, I feel. Um, Get so involved in the aura, and then when they become reach a certain position, although one part of their brain, practical part, says that you, but mm-hmm. the, you know, they have a rep to protect now. I see. They, can, they can't, you know, they, they feel they can't.
1: And they do things it, that they wouldn't practically do if they didn't have that rep to protect. Nation, yeah. I hear. So you, so, you that know, It's interesting. That's it so interesting.
0: is. You, you know, food is so interesting now i'll tell you this and uh, it, when i found out about this and it was so like i was like really imagine how food travels okra you know okra mm-hmm. now apparently united states did not grow any okra they did not have any okra the okra was brought into the u.s by the african slaves okay because it's a major part of their diet they use in in africa okra is not used just as a vegetable but it's also used as a thickening agent right stews soups right. are not thickened by cornmeal or cornstarch exactly. uh, they use okra, okra right. because the, 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 the sliminess of that, exactly that right. thickens it up and the you know what we hear we it was a generation before me. Mm-hmm. When we hear when these people were brought in slave ships, New Orleans, unfortunately, that's part of New Orleans history. Jackson Square was one of the, slave you know, ports, you right. yeah. auction uh, places. Uh, right. Yes, auction places. And when these people were brought in, they were usually packed in a ship, naked, you know, no clothes. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd, they're not going for a, a tour of America. Right, right, <laughs> they got right. no I believe the okra seeds were hidden in their hair.
1: Ah, oh, that's interesting. That's yes, you that's think you so that interesting, interesting, right? When you okay. hear something and then they like they that. Plant, then they and food. they
0: planted it there, and that's oh, how okra grew. That's interesting. It is so, well, you know, but that's what makes food so fascinating. When you how hear a small little thing like that, oh. and it just you know gives you, now gumbo. There very few yeah direction. so very few people know but gumbo is the African word for okra
1: is that right
0: so when you're saying gumbo uh, uh, you know soup what you're saying is okra soup and that's what we went I mean, for the gumbo what you'll have on Sundays I'm using okra to thicken that soup mm.
1: so and tell me how did when you first came to Japan what brought you here
0: I came here because uh, I You know, when you've studied culinary, you want to widen your horizons, you want to know more, you study. And most of my colleagues or my peers or people that I had studied with, my friend, were all heading to Europe. That's what everyone does. You know, you come out and you've already got like an internship, you work for a year, two years, make some money, and then you go to France. Belgium Italy because you want to know more about food and how it's cooked so because everyone was going there I, I did not want to and I was like where should I go and uh, Japan Sounded exotic now. How uh, old were you at that time? Were you 21, uh, 20 23, th- 4 I think about 30. yeah, yeah 24 Now, you weren't married, nothing like that? Nothing like that. But I'd had a Japanese girlfriend. Prior to that? Yeah, round about that for just a few months. uh, But she was not even really Japanese. She was, like, living in the U.S. Did that help to spark your interest? Yeah, that did. (laughs) You know, the girls are beautiful, and it's something that we don't know, and it's interesting and exotic. Why not? And I came with the idea of two years in Japan.
1: Now, would you come, to Tokyo?
0: to Tokyo itself. In, on it? your own? On my own. Yeah.
1: So what did you do when you got here?
0: Well, I I had a job with the Hilton. Oh, so which you used to, with the Hilton? Yeah, with the Hilton. I applied for a position with their okay. uh, hotel in right. Tokyo, which um, used to be where now capital Tokyo, Akasaka. Right. That used to be the Hilton. That's right, it did. Yeah, before Shinjuku right. Hilton what opened. What did you come here? I think it was 86, 86, 87? that was yeah. the year that I got married yeah. here. So I was there for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. and um, a Japanese uh, guy who was um, what was it called? The rest I can't remember names. I'm getting old, but one of the places, and this guy started speaking to me and talked to me, and um, he was like the vice president, butcher or something of. Uh, a company that had members resorts, you know, four or five of them in Okinawa, Karizawa, Yamanaka Co. Uh, which is down Mount mm-hmm. Fuji. So, you know, he said, um, would you like to come and work there? And I'm like, No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You Out in the, the, the city. Yeah. You would stay in the city. Yeah, I wanted to because language was a big problem. People you know, in those days there was not yeah. much English spoken. And you not you weren't trying
1: you didn't did you ever get a real interest in speaking Japanese? What?
0: The first two years I'm you know learning you date you right. you know this you're surrounded by Japanese in the kitchen if you don't say the right words you're gonna get a hot frying pan in of your course, hand so you start learning important words but it was I, at that point I never had this thing about that I want to get into Japanese culture right. or okay. learn aikido or, or anything like that I was just into
1: food but and were th- you weren't in, even into Japanese cuisine so much. I, I
0: didn't like it to start with. Okay. You know it's tough okay. to eat raw fish and uh, stuff like that. So to so this guy uh, I still remember him. Uh, so he said when's your day off? And I said uh, you know Tuesday. So he says can you give me your day off? I'll take you in my car to Yamanakako. Come and see the property. So he took me out there it was beautiful. It was a small property. They had like a, a Japanese restaurant. They had a French restaurant. They had a coffee shop and it was right next to the lake. They had tennis courts and whatever and stuff. And I said, yeah, this looks really good. And then they had- What about their, your quarters? Were you going to stay? Yeah, they, they had staff accommodation. He showed me that, that looked pretty cool too. So I said, yes. This is bubble time. Yeah, much, yeah, yeah, really bubble. They, they were making
1: any and everything.
0: Yes, so he, <laughs> he offered me a good deal and I said, okay, and I joined the company. For how long? Um, it was for a, supposed to be for a year. I okay. ended up working for them for three years.
1: So yeah. oh, good, okay.
0: So when I first went to Tiamanagoko, I was the only non-Japanese person in the whole establishment. I don't even know it today, till today why he said come. I don't know he he felt something and he was was very supportive. So I went there and it was good because there was no English uh, television, there was no English newspaper. So that was the point where my language skills seriously went up. One. Two, uh, we had really nice uh, quarters, you know staff quarters. But I was still a very junior guy so I didn't get a room to myself, I had a Japanese roommate and um, who was crazy about, uh, you know, rock and roll, Japanese rock and roll and he'd have it on full blast in the room the whole time and i was too scared to say anything because you know i was the little guy i'd just come in so that sparked a little bit of interest in japanese music you know slowly the whole thought of like trying to learn this this culture of this country that i'm in and so that was the exciting part but the horrible part was the food because we had a cafeteria which was open 24 hours and there was a separate chef who would cook for the staff. And, you know, people were working shifts so somebody would be So he'd make breakfast and then at some point in the afternoon he'd make lunch and, and there was a microwave if you come in late. You he'd, breakfast was like <laughs> raw egg, miso shiro, rice, and a piece of fried fish. Damn, I'm not gonna have that for breakfast. For, I think about, I don't know, six months, my best friends were a bottle of ketchup and mayonnaise and a bottle of Tabasco. <laughs> because, you know, you were out in the boondocks. You the nearest much. convenience store was about 12 kilometers. They didn't have a bunch of convenience stores yet. No. Right. It, that was the difference, be, like being in the city. In the city, you could grab a McDonald's burger, or you know, uh, but but you were out there. You wake up in the morning, hungover, and you see, like, a piece of fried fish <laughs> in raw egg. I'm like, God, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> get the bottle of ketchup out, get the Tabasco So out. you never
1: got used to it?
0: You it? It took me time. But that's, <laughs> I got used to it is because I had no other choice. Right. You needed I, to eat. I needed to eat. I lost a lot of weight at that time. And also, in my own kitchen, the restaurant that I worked for, I was too junior to be able to, Cook for myself. You know, the chef was a nice guy and he'd take pity on me and he'd say, You know, you want to make something for yourself for lunch or dinner, and you know, I'd just like cook a piece of meat and season it and <laughs> eat it. So that's where Yamanakako was that place where I. S- so funny enough, on this trip, um, about two weeks ago, I was in uh, Kaoguchiko and with this friend of mine who worked. We worked together, and we were sitting there over a drink and trying to calculate how long ago that was. And it was thirty-five years ago. Thirty-five years. We're ago. still friends. You know, he came for my wedding. I went for his wedding. We're still friends, and he owns two. Italian restaurants now, one in Kawaguchiko and one in Kofu. He's Japanese. He's Japanese, Mm -hmm. totally Japanese. So we're sitting there and having a drink and trying to figure out how many years ago. No, no, that was four years before you got married, Uh, 35 years ago. That was, you know, different times. It was, you know, so the Japanese have always been, um, you know, all about face and stuff. So I think in my second year or something, The the chef had been wanting to, like, leave, uh, but the boss has always told him, no, you can't leave. So one day in the middle of the night, he packs his bags and just runs away. So suddenly, from down there, I'm, like, midpoint, and the third year, I'm the chef, with, like, hardly being able to speak Japanese, but, you know, it just falls into place. We had a guy who was in charge of events and stuff like that and he was a japanese guy but he had a beard and you know and he used to dj and mc and, and so you know this was old days um in the summer when the hotel was packed and it was season time saturday friday saturday nights in our restaurant after 10 o'clock for two hours would be disco time You know, and uh, this is out of Yamanaka. Yeah, out of Yamanaka.
1: Who was there? Who would be there? The place was
0: packed because this was a members' resort. You know, I forgot. And also, it it was a bubble time. It was a bubble time. People would yeah, they would just yeah, they had plenty of money. Yes, yes, they did, and they were spending. So this members' resort, the members were small-time businessmen, like you know. Um, there were guys who had a hairdressing salon or a printing press so it was fun time but that was I think when I I really you know Japan got to me That's when you said this is my home." yeah this this is this is interesting I, I started you know understanding and that the was for three years
1: in four years into it uh, years yeah, I would say
0: uh, about it four, took years, you and, four years uh, yeah, it took me about four years, because at that time I was always prior to that it was I'm, go, I'm leaving next year. But you never thought you'd go and live in India? No, never. Did you <laughs> Never <laughs> no, wait, wait. But, So there was two countries that I could walk into without having to do anything. One was the United States and the other was India. Wait,
1: wait. You don't have Japanese nationality?: No,
0: no, I was a permanent resident. Right. And India welcomes you back and gives you an oh, Indian no passport, No matter what. No as long as, as, yeah. as you. Can. I think most countries do that. Okay. Uh, if you are, uh, you know, you, both your parents are. Right. Well, okay. Yeah, right. They, okay. If you come back and then. Back. So I knew I could just walk in. So, plus also, after living in Japan for so long, um, where I enjoyed the energy and the excitement. But, you know, part of my brain was telling me that all I need to do is like chill out, not run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, in Tokyo, you have to keep running. That's right. Yeah, The, the, right. the, the rents, the the, the the living expenses. Um, you make money, but you're still, you gotta you, spend it, you know. yeah, you got to keep, you know, running. You can't stay still. And a part of me said, I've got no responsibilities. I don't have to put any kids through school or college or anything. You know and uh, wh- why 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 should I run you know so it, it's like Japan is like you have to keep moving to stay afloat Right, right, right. I I did not want to stay afloat <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> lie down just lie down and, down just, lie just down and take yeah, it easy just float you yeah know. and um, also part of my brain said like in the US would be similar you know like Japan, you'd have to do. So go plus, plus,
1: you'd have stress. You'd have external I'd stress. stress. Just exactly. Being a human there.
0: It's different. And uh, you know, whatever little money that I had uh, at that point, I knew that would take me a much longer in a cheaper country right. like India. You right. know, it would give me more benefits till I could felt right. like starting work again and stuff. So I, you know, my initial. Uh, six months in Goa it was amazing.
1: Wait, 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 why? What made you pick Goa? Now,
0: well, had you
1: been there before?
0: Yes, once. We had gone on our honeymoon there, and you never forgot it. Yeah, but you know, it was all those connections. It's your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I've been married only once, one wife. I loved my wife. You know, I'm one of the few people who could say that we had a great marriage. You know, and um, so we went there and had a great honeymoon. Uh, you know. 10 days in a resort and barely every day we'd be eating breakfast and say, tomorrow we're gonna hire a car and go and see some temples and churches. And we never did. We never did. (laughs) You enjoyed it that (laughs) much? Yeah, we did have it So um, when it came to talk about India, like for me to move to India, Goa, you know, of course I was there in the memory because that connection was there with my wife you know and so so I in fact I I mean you know I sometimes look it but I'm not that that much of an idiot I went for two weeks to go you know I flew out of Japan yeah just
1: just feel that with the thoughts that you might want to stay there
0: no I was like seriously stay there but I want to feel the vibes. like if I get bad you know any (laughs) bad feelings just have a look at what the prizes are Like I had I didn't know anything like how much would it cost to rent a room for a month or you know, buy a car, second-hand car to move around and stuff like that. So I went for two weeks, it was fun. What I did was in that two weeks I stayed at like six different places, like a big hotel, a small place, different parts of the state, just to, you know how it is, mm-hmm. just get a feel. And uh, then I decided, yes, and I decided to close Bourbon Street, and that was interesting. That had to be hard. Yeah, that was hard. People did not want you to go. I bet you they pick it out in front but of you. You can not go. We, we, it was so <laughs> funny, because I remember when I made the announcement six months in advance that we are closing end of February. And the reservation started just coming in within a month. Six months was full. But the thing that I just found so funny was... The first day, you know, I'm I'm saying this in November or something that I'm closing in February, and the first day to get filled up is uh, February twenty eighth. The day you're leaving. Yeah, because everybody wanted to come on the last goodbye, day right. when I said that's full. That's they, they would do twenty seventh.
1: That's is it. Oh. That's so good. Yeah, it was.
0: I didn't think about that. You yeah, I, I, Even I didn't think about it. They till wanted the, to say goodbye. Yes, they wanted to be there, there, like I was there on the last night of Bourbon Street. That's. Really cool. It's interesting, That's isn't it? I had not thought about that. Yeah, I hadn't
1: too. Since yeah, so yeah, it was. Um, and did you uh, have anything special the last couple of days? No, I. I it was just do? very emotional
0: and I stuff because so, I was yeah. leaving. I so, um, the, what had happened was. Um, in Japan, um, the the first anniversary, the first death anniversary is very important. Right, you can't and go through. Yeah, So, and for some, I still haven't understood it, but for some strange reason, um, it's done 11 months, not 12. The anniversary is not held on the day the person passes away, but a month before that. It's the 11th month. And 11 days before okay. so so my target for leaving Japan was that I'll finish that ceremony mm-hmm. so I had literally booked my tickets got out of my house moved into Oakwood for a month while the uh, Nick his backers were Taking doing my stuff that? yeah and um, so I left literally I don't know six days after the bed so I had made my schedule accordingly, so February I'd close up and stuff. The last few days were kind of emotional and stuff, and you know, knock on wood. I'm, I'm lucky I've got such good friends and customers who became friends over the years mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was good, yeah. And um, so I moved to uh, Bombay, Mumbai, you know, trying to get. Things sorted like a driving license. But knowing that
1: you're gonna to go to Goa,
0: Goa. Yeah, yeah, with okay. the idea of Goa, okay. but Goa is kind of rural, right? Right. So uh, you yeah, all the mo- things yeah, you, you, need you got to get mamba. get your paperwork, right. change your, you know, get a bank account yeah, okay. and stuff like that. I got, that yeah, know, I did that for two weeks, and then my, went to Goa, and I'd found this really beautiful place in that earlier trip that I made for two weeks. So it was this really lovely little guest house, maybe about. Fourteen rooms, small pool, uh, run by uh, an Englishman uh, with an Indian wife and their kids and his mother, Nana, okay. and they ran this like bed and breakfast kind of a thing, and it was on an island. Close by Goa. Yeah, it's Goa. It, it comes right under Goa, but, okay, but, but but there's like a ferry, uh, okay, right. a, a fifteen minute period. Yeah, there's period. no bridge. Right. Uh, you, you and he has t- the
1: whole island. No, no. He oh, just, just has a so. guest house on that. Oh, yeah,
0: okay. Okay. it's a small island, right. and it doesn't uh, uh, have. There's just two places to stay. One is his guest house, and one's a yoga retreat kind right. of a thing. So I met this guy because he was looking to sell this place, and somebody had, you know, said like, "Okay, you're looking for something, and go." Other. Why not So I looked at the place, and no, I didn't want to buy that because it was too. Isolated and stuff like that, but I thought that would be a good place to stay, and they were nice people, that couple and I. So I moved to Goa and I moved in there, and I think I went through a couple of months of doing nothing, just getting drunk every day, because I was carrying a lot of emotional baggage. And in Japan, you're trying to, you know, finish your stuff, close your business, move your thing. You don't have time to grieve.
1: Right.
0: So I needed that to, you know, set balance. So I'd wake up in the morning, have breakfast, sit by the pool, drink beers the whole afternoon to like fall asleep. And then wake up in the evening and start drinking again. Uh, But it was good, they were nice. And then I got really friendly with the owners and, you know, I'd become a part of the furniture. And they said like, okay, you know, It's too difficult to keep up with your bar tab, so just buy a case of beer and put it in the fridge and drink it. Like, you know, we got, so then it moved on to, oh, get get a bottle of rum and just keep it in the bar and drink it. And three months later, he comes to me, Jan, the guy's name, and Jan says, you know, uh, we as a family, since we opened this uh, bed and breakfast, you know, Uh, We've never been able to take a holiday together. So we want to go away for two weeks. Will you take care of the place for us? I'm like, really? This is the
1: English guy? Yeah, yeah. So he said,
0: we Mm would charge you money. Stay free, food, drinks, you know, instead of a salary. Uh, But just, I mean, you know, there's people around, but somebody to just take charge, charge. Right. You know, pay bills, take, collect money. I said, sure, go on and you know and that was like I when they left me in charge that sort of started bringing me back I, you know I couldn't be drunk I had to be a little responsible and you know you, I everyone knows it but you just need something to bring you back so they came back two weeks later I hadn't burned down their guest house <laughs> everything was okay and then I thought, like you know, I should start looking at opening my own place again. And I have a Bourbon Street in Goa, and I'm still doing. Not on the food. small island. Not on the small island. It's on. No, vacation. no, no. In okay. in the uh, like, there's nothing to do on that small island. So
1: if someone comes to visit you. Yeah. What would it be like? Where would they stay? Would they stay in his resort and then come no, the ferry 15 uh, minutes across? No. He's the world? even gone now.
0: <clears throat> okay. Yeah, they sold out. Finally, they found someone who mm-hmm. bought it, and they, they he. He wanted, his girls, were, he has two girls, and his girls were growing up, and he wanted to, them to get, go to college in England, right. and not in India, so that's why they were making their moves. But, um, you know, Goa has, it's got all the big hotels. It's got Marriott, Hyatt, Western, W Hotel, the local big wigs of India, um, Taj and the Oberoi's. How know. big is your place? My restaurant. <clears throat> my when I started in Goa, okay. I kept my restaurant very small. Meaning, how many seats? Twelve seats. Twelve seats. Okay. Uh, with an open kitchen right. and me being the only person cooking. Right. Um, so, I had a small place with uh, very, not, you know, I did try to do the decorations as authentic of Nolan, you know, beads and posters. And inside, I had stairs going up to the second floor where I had just a bar. I had a proper bar counter. And I would have somebody with a guitar strumming the blues there on the weekends and stuff. So I had a good thing going. But then um, uh, Corona was a game changer. Wow. Yeah, because um, in in India, in Goa, uh, for two years I was probably open for four months that was all
1: and And they were very strict about that
0: yeah they were yeah the population is huge it was a very um, difficult time Mm -hmm. there I mean not (laughs) difficult in like I did not suffer as such school but the rest of the uh, like you know when people ask me that so did the Indian government pay some money to the small business? I said, no, but we were not expecting because there's so many people who live below the poverty line. The government had their hands full, were trying to feed them and, you know, look after them. So we were not even expecting anything. And, but what happened was that, like, as I said, for two years, I was open only for about four months. And, um, but I had to pay rent for the not, I mean, not yeah. the whole amount my landlord <clears> was kind of nice happy but it was still money going out right. without Did money coming in, in. Right. so that sort of mm. makes you think and change differently and plus my restaurant because I was doing uh, you know this kind of food was again like a, a lot of foreigners you know I had more, maybe 70% non-Indians than Indians. People who were there on holiday, you know. And the fun part was like, as I was talking to you earlier before we started, we get a lot of these foreigners from Europe, the UK, um, some Americans too, who are literally, like, they're not like there for a week or five days, they're there for five months. And it's interesting how their lifestyles are. Like this American couple, they spent four months in Goa, four months in the south of France and four months in Texas. You know? oh, yes. So the south of France is expensive. Goa is cheap. It balances their right. year out. Right. Yeah. So, they, so now this guy, Brody's, they would, uh, you know, he'd send me a text message. We have arrived. Same as last year which means Thursday evening, 8.30, table for two every week. Wow. Because they're on holiday. That's they're right, not going right. to work or anything. That's right. Yeah, right. so they they make <laughs> their schedules. Every Thursday, we're going for blackened fish. Uh, Tuesday, we're going for curry. Wednesday, we're going for pasta. They're not cooking at home or anything. Right. Maybe, maybe, so, so we had a lot of these foreigners which immediately, um, you know, I didn't think I was anything but what I'd learned in Japan I was as a restaurant much more professional cleaner hygiene than the rest of the restaurants
1: and how you service the people people there, how you things. look after them right because of no what i had been said. doing it
0: yeah so the you know so I'm you not had no competition yeah out. did not right but, but the foreigners loved it and the some of they the Indians the did right? the other Indians like yeah. did not right so, yeah, you, you know, my, ki- my kid eats only French fries. So I said, Go to McDonald's. Can you not make some for them? I said, No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I could afford to stick to that's my. Right, right, exactly. the, yeah. It's not that I can't make French fries, right. but you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm do doing. Right. A, I don't make French fries. Yeah, I'm doing a concept, I'm that's doing right. a restaurant. So anyway, I had a lot of them, but then all that dried up because of Corona. Right. And you know I got myself I thought about it more and I said hey I should uh, you know like involve myself in the local community a bit more I can't be there and not be part of it it." so a good friend of mine local guy who had become friend over the few years he was basically one of my suppliers he was supplying me with the canned and uh, bottled groceries and stuff. And um, he had ancestral property and he'd been telling me for a while, like, why don't you do something on my property? So now I got serious about it and talked to him. And uh, so I relocated my restaurant. It's still called Bourbon Street. Right. But last year right. I gave up that place and a lot of my interiors, I just brought it out and put it in this new place. more seats? In more ministers? seats there. Now seats I have now? a 40-seater restaurant. 40-seater is quite yeah. a bit bigger. And the most <clears> important <throat> thing for the locals is um, they want parking. Right. So now I have parking for about 20 cars. Yeah. So Which I didn't at all out Ever, there. Because yeah. the, the the tourists take a cab or get the hotel car to drop them but the locals go out with families and stuff right. like that. So, so I talked to him seriously. So the most important thing for me first is that we are not paying rent. We own the, pro- we as in both yeah, of us as partners, it's yeah, right. as the company we did. So we own the land and you know, that fear that Corona That's put into your mind, right, uh, <coughs> is that. gonna remain. So like tomorrow, if I have to shut down for a year, I don't care. Right,
1: you have uh, the uh, land. Yeah,
0: sure. yeah. so we, you know, we're not paying rent to anybody. And uh, also, I did not want to, how do I say, integrate my food. Like I didn't want to do fusion with Cajun Indian thing, but I wanted to be accepted by the the locals. So what I've done is uh, my food remains the same. I haven't messed around with my food. It's still the same flavors and stuff. But uh, the the restaurant itself, has a more going feel to it. Okay, it's cool. not air conditioned. It's open on all sides. they have got paddy fields around. There's parking. So they don't really like that air conditioning too much. No, they, they do, but like, you know, how it is that for a lot of them, they have come into an environment that they don't know anything about. I that makes them a little uncomfortable. I understand. You know, uh, so, you know, it's that point that they have to cross. And like when they have choice of 30 other places, why go someplace and be uncomfortable? So with the present place is, you know, it's more the place itself is going. But I've got, you know, Aaron Neville posters and uh, all that stuff. You get a
1: good reception now?
0: Yes, I'm getting much better.
1: How long have you been there?
0: Now it's been nine years. Are you
1: welcoming all of us out to see you in Goa?
0: Yes, please, please. Goa is great fun. You heard that. You heard that. He's welcomed all of us out, particularly me, so I can go to Goa
1: to be with us. There you go. And have some good Cajun
0: (laughs) food. Exactly. And, you know, Goa is a paradise. Uh, It's the only place in India which actually has casinos. You legal actually gamble. You can actually, gamble. You you can can actually, actually gamble.
1: gamble. But what, what, what currency do you use? Indian rupee. Indian rupee. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. it, It's it's right.
0: strong. Uh, they they've got uh, you know gambling boats in Goa. They get, oh. People don't believe this. Like this goes is like the, the, place the south. Goa is it? Yeah. It the place to be. Yeah, they got great seafood. They've also got a couple. You know, it's uh, not only with foreign tourists, but even with the local celebrities. You know, the the movie guys right. Bollywood is it's a big it, right. industry. the sports stars they all come to go for the Goa Airport gets the maximum number of private jets on the weekend wow. because they come in just for the weekend right,
1: right,
0: right. party right. out you've got big big ass uh, you know DJs coming in and stuff. There was a party uh, last year I think uh, last year November, I was shocked to see st- Snoop Dogg was playing. He, you know, the, the, the rich Dogg. Indians have money. Oh, oh no, they no got doubt tons of, there's of no money. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Snoop that. Dogg was, was, there. yeah, a was performing Him in Him Goa. Him yeah. for someone, wow. Can you imagine? I never thought I'd see because Snoop really. in Goa. So please come. Uh, it's still off the beaten track, it's right. still undiscovered, but it's not bad. It's, there's a direct flight from Tokyo. Uh, to Mumbai, it's seven hours, ANA good airline, three times a week. I do I do that, right. and from Mumbai to Goa. Remember, you can't say Bombay anymore, right? Right, you can't. Mumbai, no. Mumbai, <laughs> Mumbai. <laughs> Mumbai. <laughs> Mumbai to Goa is a 50-minute flight. 50 minutes. Yeah, not even an hour. Yeah, not That's even right. an hour. And there's like yeah. 10 flights a day. so it's all convenient.
1: <laughs> so, Han, before I end this podcast, there's always a question I like to ask. If you could magically go back in time and meet the younger Sohan, to give him advice after all the years you've lived and all your experiences, how old would he be and what advice would you give him?
0: Hmm. Uh, I would go back to the Sohan of 25 years old when I'd just come to Japan. And I wish I had been a bit more serious about Japan and taken the trouble to go for some Japanese lessons. Because one of my biggest regrets now is I speak the language fluent, I understand it, but I cannot read and write. Because I ne- you you need to go to school for that. You can't pick it up. And at that, you know, being that young and thinking you could climb mountains and cross sees you never thought it was important to go to school, but I wish I would have gone to, you know, even spent a year and learned basic Hiragana, Katakana, because that's the first thing now I did in India. I'm going. to I went to school for three years
1: to learn Hindi. Yeah, because the, the, you know
0: it before. No, you're, I, I didn't know how to read and write, but, but you could speak very little. A little, okay. You but now speak. I'm fluent. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I can curse my boys you're and. <laughs> I don't need to be physical with them. I can be verbal and get them to do things. But this was probably because I never sure. did it in, right. in Japan. Right, right. You know. So I wish I had. But, uh, you know, how it is, I can still read beer in well, my own the things name. You need the things you need yeah, to yeah. know you can yeah. read. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now that I am living not in Japan, and I do miss, you know, I, the only way I follow up on Japan is by uh, reading the... Right. News and stuff like that, and I can't. Some of them, I have to depend on the English interpretations right. of it. So, Han, thank you so much. Thank you, Lance. It's been it a was great. It's been a real I'm pleasure. sorry it's taken it's so, so long before. No, no, I that's I good. You gave me more
1: than enough to work with. I <laughs> love this. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.